0: later in the show and what the president has done. But before I do, you know, one of the great difficulties in sitting where I sit is there are literally individuals and organizations, well-financed, that seek to destroy me. Now, I'm a big boy. I've got thick skin and so forth. But they seek to destroy me By lying about what I say and do. Through editing. Through cherry picking. And then spinning. With headlines. It is fascistic. It is obviously dishonest and shameless. And their goal is to silence me. To make it impossible to have a substantive intelligent, even in many cases a thorough discussion, despite the limits of any broadcast format. And there are organizations that are paid to do this, like Media Matters. Media Matters is an organization of the radical hard left that's led by a bigot. And their mission statement is to destroy talk radio, to destroy Fox News, and destroy anybody associated with them. My broadcast is available for the entire world to hear. If you don't hear it live, it's on the podcast. If you don't hear it on the podcast, we archive it purposely about, what, four years' worth, Rich? They're all there. Every single one of them. In full. I never edit them. I never take them down. Have I ever told you to edit or take down anything, Rich? Never, ever. My mission, unlike theirs, is to save this republic. And in order to save this republic, we need to embrace our founding. The Declaration, the Constitution, individual liberty, unalienable rights, the rule of law, a just rule of law, and all that's connected to it. But there are entities that exist in this society, whether it's Media Matters or Media, and I'll get to them later, but others too, that will not tolerate the truth that are out to destroy this country and transform it into something that is utterly un-American. So they have no problem with lying. They have no problem with false headlines. They have no problem with cherry-picking. I don't need interpreters on the radical hard left. I'm here three hours a day I speak in plain English. What I say is archived for all of you to listen to if you wish. But see, here's the thing. There's a lot of people on the left who don't listen to this show. They know nothing about this show. And they don't want to. So they are fed information by Media Matters, by media, by other websites to which they are Attached to which they are obsessed. And that's what they read and that's what they listen to. Like going to Wikipedia. Same thing. They've never actually sat through a three-hour broadcast for a week, two weeks, three weeks of this show. People write books about talk radio. They mention me. They've never talked to me in my life. They go back to the archive. They cherry-pick. They don't really get into what we discuss here. Now, I must have spent two-thirds of yesterday's show talking about virtually every aspect of what happened to George Floyd, what's going on in Minneapolis, my thoughts related to it. So this group, Media Matters, puts out a a headline about my comments on LeBron James, and I'm gonna circle back because I stick by those for sure. But it was a tiny little piece taken completely out of context. Mediite takes the same thing and runs the same thing. Because they're lazy, they're leftists, they're hit men and women, they don't care. And they severely damage this country because people on the left who watch these sites or listen to these sites or read these sites have no idea what's going on. And yet, mediaite, media matters, and again, sites like them, effectively position themselves as interpreting the very people they hate and want to destroy. But I'm not going anywhere. Nowhere. Got four out years of archives. And I've been doing this since what, Rich? 2003, give or take. I don't have a bigoted bone in my body. None. Not one. I've never said racist things to anybody or about anybody. I cannot stand it. I cannot stand hearing it, and when I do, I speak up. One of my best bosses ever, who became one of my best friends when I served in the Reagan administration, was an African-American gentleman, Lawrence Davenport, a Republican. Because he was a Republican, he was attacked all the time. I know what goes on out here. I know what it's like. I know, what, I know what's taking place on the left. And if I don't come behind this microphone and trash our country and agree that all cops and all police institutions are corrupt and we have institutional racism throughout all law enforcement, throughout all of American society. And if I don't say those things and agree with those things, I'm public enemy number one. Well, I don't believe it for a second. Are there racists? Of course there are. And by the way, many kinds are racists. Are there anti-Semites? Of course there are. Look what t- was taking place in Brooklyn not long ago. Are there corrupt police? Yes. There are corrupt lawyers. There are corrupt doctors. There are corrupt politicians. Dare I say there's corrupt civil rights leaders? Human beings are imperfect. And we need to have systems to deal with them when their imperfections affect our society and the lives of other people. That's why it's so important that we have a rule of law, a just rule of law. And as I explained last night, our system is working. A bad cop is not our system. That's not our system. We have local, state, federal law enforcement, investigators, prosecutors. I saw the special agent in charge of Minnesota from the FBI. I saw him speak. I saw the U.S. attorney for Minnesota. I heard her speak. I saw the local Democrat prosecutor in uh, Minneapolis. I saw him speak. I've watched the governor speak. The President of the United States has been all over this. The Attorney General's been all over this. And the man has now been charged with murder. But it wasn't charged high enough. All right, listen. He was charged with murder in three and a half days. I've never seen that so fast. But we're supposed to look at race and race and race and race. The Attorney General is white, the FBI agent in charge is white, the U.S. attorney is white, the local prosecutor is white, the governor's white. Why does it matter? The system's working, America, and we should be proud that law enforcement is investigating law enforcement, that law enforcement has now charged an individual in law enforcement. And the feds aren't done. There could be civil rights violations. We don't know yet. But you see, you're not allowed to say these things because it goes against the narrative that America is systemically racist. That every police department in the country is systemically racist. That every federal law enforcement agency is systemically racist. We just can't help it. It's in our DNA. Ask the New York Times, 1619 Project. For all I know, this cop who's now been charged with murder has abused many people. White people, Hispanic people, Asian Americans. I have no idea. None of us do. So why is it assumed immediately that the whole country sucks? Why is it assumed immediately Because that's the way the left works. And that's the way now the culture works. Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Talking about systemic racism. What I don't hear talked about by many of these very same people is the rioting in the arson and the looting. By that I mean I don't hear them condemning it. Where's Carson Wentz's tweet on that? Where's LeBron James's tweet on that? Where's Taylor Swift's tweet on that? I said to Mr. Producer, Mr. Callscreen, because I looked myself, I said, I cannot find a statement by Joe Biden condemning the violence. Mr. Producer, did you find a statement? He did not. Mr. Call Screener, have you found a statement? No, he hasn't. And neither have I. And let me be very blunt about this. These rioters, these people committing arson, these people looting, are destroying communities that are minority communities. They are destroying Small well as big, but small minority businesses, grocery stores, salons, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, and they're never gonna come back. Ever. They're ensuring that financial institutions that are not in these communities are not going to invest in these communities. They claim to be concerned. Well, they don't claim to be concerned about anything. They're just destroying stuff. But people who claim to be concerned about race, should they not be speaking out? Look, it's not LeBron James's neighborhood or Kaepernick's neighborhood or Taylor Swift's neighborhood, or Carson Wentz's neighborhood, or Chris Long's neighborhood, or anybody in the media, their neighborhood, maybe some of them came out of communities like this, but they don't live in them today, and I can tell you this. Nobody's burning down their stores. Nobody's burning down their neighborhoods. And yet, based on their own logic and rationale, they should be. They should be. But they're not. And somehow, in some way, it always winds up being Donald Trump's fault. It's an amazing thing. Blue state governors, blue city mayors, ruin their states, ruin their cities. And it's Donald Trump's fault that they can't handle this virus because they don't have any serious preparation in place. They have no room for pandemics, no plans, no equipment, and so forth. And no matter what he does to backstop them, it's not enough. The President of the United States is not in charge of local and state law enforcement. He's in charge of the feds. He immediately, he and the Attorney General immediately stepped into action. And when the mayor of Minneapolis failed to protect the people of Minneapolis, the President of the United States stepped in again and he said, you either protect them or I'll protect them myself because he understands these are citizens of the United States too. Now I'm going to continue to discuss this Regardless of the best efforts of these various organizations to try and destroy what I say and destroy this program, it's not going to work. And I want to talk specifically about this entity called Mediaite that was founded by Dan Abrams, who is an employee of ABC News, and what he is doing. I'll be right back. Levin. At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today, I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the Essentials of the Christian faith and religion All students must take a course The Western theological tradition As part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum The college also offers majors in religion Philosophy and religion And Christian studies Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place In which to discuss and practice faith Respectful dialogue among Christians Of different denominations And with students of non-Christian faiths Is just one hallmark of this stellar college Now to learn more Visit levinforhillsdale.com That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com Levinforhillsdale.com Mediaite is a website that was founded by Dan Abrams, who is an ABC News reporter. He's a Democrat and a leftist. His sister was appointed by Obama to the, the federal courts. His brother-in-law served on Mueller's staff as a Democrat going after Trump. None of that is revealed every time he opens his big mouth. Then I see he's on cable TV with some show about police departments. Because he's so pro-cops, don't you know? But the truth is, Dan Abrams is a sleazeball. And he lets others do his fighting for him. Like the reprobates that are all lined up, most of them on the hard left over there at Media, You go to that site, it is day in, day out, spin, twisting what people say, particularly people on Fox, particularly conservatives, but it's day in, day out attacks on the president of the United States. So I want to point this out to you because as long as organizations like Mediaite exist, and as long as organizations like Media Matters exist, and they will, this country will never unite because they business plan doesn't allow the country to unite I'll be right back At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the essential Essentials of the Christian faith and religion, all students must take a course, the Western theological tradition, as part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum. The college also offers majors in religion, philosophy and religion, and Christian studies. Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place in which to discuss and practice faith. Respectful dialogue among Christians of different denominations and with students of non-Christian faiths is just one hallmark of this stellar college. Now, to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com.
1: If you want to talk to Mark, we have two numbers for you to call. For regular Americans, call 877-381-3811. For liberals, call 877-381-3811.
0: The left gets very upset when you take on LeBron James. He can say whatever he wants, but... You dare not speak back. And you better not talk about Kaepernick. He's an icon now. And Carson Wentz, no, 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 no. He's he's really tremendous. Can't talk about any of these people. No, but I will talk about these people. They hold out themselves. They make comments. And some of them were pretty damn outrageous. Here we have this media piece, which I'll get back to. But let's just... And, of course, my LeBron James comments were, what were they, three minutes? I don't even know how long they were. Kaepernick defends protesters after police killing. This is AFP, actually, sportsyahoo.com. Here's what he tweets. When civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do... They will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. George Floyd's sister says no. He would be appalled by what's going on. Now, how much attention has been paid to this? LeBron James embraces Kaepernick. LeBron James posted the, the now charged cop charged with murder, with his knee on Mr. Floyd's neck, next to Kaepernick on his knee during the National Anthem at a football stadium. So Kaepernick is advocating violence. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. Rest in power, George Floyd. Hasn't brought resistance. When people are burning down buildings, small businesses in their own community, that's not resistance, that's insanity. That's self-destruction. And I'll tell you what else I noticed. There's approximately 430,000 people who live in the city of Minneapolis. We don't know who these people are, who are rioting, who are burning things and so forth, and the media don't want to tell us. Are they all people in that community? And they're a small, tiny little percentage of that community. And why is it assumed that, quote, that community is rising up and burning stuff, when in fact, the vast majority of that community is not. They're law-abiding. We're dealing with a lot of narratives here. A lot of narratives here. When civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. What is he talking about? George Floyd? Well, these officers must be And must face lady justice and they're going to. And the one in particular has already been charged. But what is he talking about? The greater community? I mean, look at yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, whatever your race is, religion, no religion, whatever. Are you part of this? I mean, are you are you out there trying to harm people because of their race? That's not America. That's not what we do here. That's not law enforcement either. The cries for peace will rain down, and when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. Your violence has brought this resistance. Whose violence, specifically? They have no idea. They see a bunch of rioters, and they make assumptions about these rioters. You actually have people with small businesses in this community putting signs up. I'm an African-American small business owner. I'm a Hispanic. I, I, I saw a report. In other words, please don't do this. When Kaepernick advocates violence and when LeBron James advocates Kaepernick, they're not affected by this violence any more than I am, any more than most of you are. They may be from these communities, but they don't live in these communities anymore. They're not affected by this violence. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and her comments, but I'll tell you who takes the cake. This Tolova, I know, Navratavola, Martina. Time to riot everywhere, she says. Time to riot everywhere. And not long after that tweet, people questioned her about her comments, if she would really be the one out there rioting, or if she would mind rioting in her neighborhood. She got enormous pushback, not by mediaite, not by Media Matters, not by Joe Biden, not by the Democrat Party, no, 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 no. People questioned her, and she hit back saying her call for riots everywhere wasn't a call to any violence whatsoever. Isn't a riot violence? No, you don't understand, Mark. She says, to all those who have an issue with me calling for riots everywhere, please look up the many definitions of riot. This is not a call to any violence whatsoever. For example, this is a definition of riot, an unbridled outbreak, as of emotions, passions, etc. So simmer down. Simmer down. What I said and what I will continue to say is this inflammatory rhetoric by public figures is extremely damaging. Extremely damaging. And they may well get some more people killed. When you have riots, and this is exactly the point of the president, and then they try and turn it. Then we have Politico and others in the me who know better. Who take the president's word and suggest that he wants to kill the protesters. He wants them shot. That's what Politico said in so many words. Nobody believes that. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. So why do they say such things? Why do they interpret it that way? Why do you think? He's looking at riots. And unfortunately, when you have riots, people can and often do die. And there's often bloodshed, and bloodshed resulting from shootings. We've seen it. As a nation, we've lived through it. That's what he was talking about. It's so obvious. If you have an objective ability to to reason... And you're not one of these left-wing hacks. You understood what he meant. We all understood what he meant. So no, society is not to blame for what this bad cop did. But society is taking out this bad cop. No, the system is not to blame for what this bad cop did. Maybe the police department in Minnesota is, and I'm not even prepared to say that. I don't know anything about the police department in Minnesota. But every single cop now, whether they're in the police department in Minnesota or any other police department across America, Mr. Floyd's death is on their hands. No, it isn't. No, it isn't at all. It's on the hands of this cop. Who's been charged? But you're not allowed to challenge what people are saying. But they immediately tweet. You're not allowed to say this is a magnificent country. Imperfect. Imperfect. But the most magnificent country on the face of the earth. The most diverse, tolerant, beneficent country on the face of the earth. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to believe it. You're not allowed to believe in the founding. You're not allowed to believe in the declaration and the Constitution. It's go along or be destroyed. And it is a huge problem in this country. A huge problem in this country. Mediaite spent almost no time on the first segment of my show. I don't expect them to. Where I condemn these officers. You go back and listen. You don't need interpreters from the hardcore left that has a completely different agenda, a dishonest agenda. Go back and listen yourself. But I am proud. Of what's being done to address this. By our system. At the local, state, and federal levels. By the investigators and the prosecutors. And addressing bad cops. Whether they're bad cops. In this instance, on the street. Where it cost a man his life or whether they're bad cops in Washington, D.C. that can cost this country its republic. I'll be right back. At Hillsdale College, faith and learning are integrated in pursuit of a common end. And I've been talking a lot about four pillars of the Hillsdale College mission. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Today, I'd like to focus on faith. As the founders of our nation knew, God is indeed the first authority and the motive toward which all learning moves. Hillsdale understands that we come to really know things through reason and faith. And their students are taught to pursue truth through both. Founded in 1844 by Christians, students of all faiths are welcome at Hillsdale College and always have been. How does the college teach the essential Essentials of the Christian faith and religion All students must take a course The Western theological tradition As part of Hillsdale's rigorous core curriculum The college also offers majors in religion Philosophy and religion And Christian studies Hillsdale's campus is a welcoming place In which to discuss and practice faith Respectful dialogue among Christians Of different denominations And with students of non-Christian faiths Is just one hallmark of this stellar college Now to learn more Visit levinforhillsdale.com That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com levinforhillsdale.com Let me make this public invitation to Dan Abrams. Come on the show, tough guy. Come on the show. I'll give you a half hour. And we'll talk about your website. And we'll talk about my show. Mr. ABC News. So there's your challenge over there at Mediaite. Have your boss come on this program. I not only want to discuss my program, I want to discuss his website. Because we've been monitoring that website pretty carefully, haven't we, Mr. Producer? For a reason. I've got no problem with... uh, with having a discussion with Dan Abrams, so right here on this program where millions of people can listen. And let's go over your website, let's go over your stories, let's go over the staff you hire, the day in, day out, Trump beat, on and on and on. I just want to know how you can be a supposed relatively objective news guy on ABC News and then run a sleazeball operation like this. I'd be more than happy to. Right here. Let's do it, baby. Because your website now supports violence and Kaepernick and so forth and so on. I reject violence. I support the rule of law. But you're responsible for your way. Here's the funny thing Mediaite is like a publisher. And when you go in there and you, I, we just look, you look at the comments there, they are disgusting. I'm a little Hitler, it goes on and on. And these are people, of course, who are very concerned about race rela- relations and Donald Trump. You're a little Hitler. The anti-Semitic stuff on this comment section. Look, we're not perfect. I've got Mr. Producer, I've got Mr. Call Screener, another gentleman, Guns, who helps us to try and keep the comments clean. You can have strong differences of opinion. But if you get into race, you get into anti-Semitism, you get into really nasty stuff, we ban you from our comment section as best we can. If we get 40,000 comments, it's tough. But I don't want that on my site. It's my site. And I don't pretend to be a Twitter or a Facebook. It's the Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter. And on Mark Levin Show Facebook, we can't affect Twitter. If people get on there and they say racist stuff or anti-Semitic stuff or things that are really grotesque, we ban them. But over there at Mediaite, go look. Look, I don't want you to go over there normally. Go over there now. Look at the comments. They are disgusting. Disgusting. Now, why am I spending time on this? Because every now and then, you've got to take on a bully. So about every, what, two, three, four months, I take one of, one of the bullies on. They have to be taken on. So is Dan Abrams a coward? Or will he stand behind his website? Will he stand behind the comments on his website since they don't police them? Will he stand behind the headlines on his website? Will he stand behind the the partisanship, the unrelenting partisanship of his website while still being a reporter for ABC News? Will he stand behind the cherry picking and the spin Of his website. I've got a lot of questions. For Mr. Reporter. Mr. Journalist Dan Abrams. Does he stand behind the violence. That's taking place in Minnesota. Which is what I reject. And what I've been damning. How does he think. Local state and federal prosecutors. And investigators been handling this case. And there's more. I've got months and months of stuff that's been going on a Mediaite. So why don't you defend your site? Just do it here. You'll have access to millions and millions of people. Look, you're smarter than I am, I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah. You're more earnest than I am. I'm, there's no question about it. Just read your site, they'll tell you that. You've got nothing to fear from me. It is an open challenge. You just let us know when. I don't even bother with Media Matters because that—that—that that is a, a a funded, a heavily funded, hardcore left-wing Democrat site. But I want to know if Media Matters is too. As a matter of fact, I'd like to know about how they're funded and, and how that whole operation works. And the and the, the, the irony here is. The lady who wrote this piece, I forget her name, in Mediaite, she basically plagiarized from Media Matters. Didn't she, Mr. Beducer? Basically took what they highlighted and put it on Mediaite. So they steal from each other. Of course they do. I would take a call, but I don't have my call screen up, so I I don't know who to do we have a caller? I'm sorry, we have 40 seconds I, I screwed up the clock And now we're going to get on to other matters here We're going to talk about what the president has done with China Which is very, very, very important China is not our adversary I heard some Republicans say that on TV today China's our enemy I don't know how much clearer they can be about it So we've got a lot of other things to cover And I'll be right back Hello America, Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811 877-381-3811 You know, what's also interesting about all this is do you know anybody really, do you know anybody who thinks that what that bad cop did was okay? I don't know a single person who believes that. And yet Where's the divide? On those who believe the rioting is unacceptable and those who are either silent or endorse it. It's incredible. This Dan Abrams is the head muckety-muck of a cable TV show called Live PD. The entire show is built around police departments and police officers Being recorded, videotaped during the course of an arrest, an investigation, whatever it is, during the course of their day or night. Does Dan Abrams see systemic racism on Live PD? And if he does, why does he even do it? Does Dan Abrams see systemic racism in all these areas of the country? were they're videotaping these cops. And if he does, I don't understand why he's promoting Live PD, why he's making money off Live PD, why he's even associated with Live PD. Now as for the resistance, anarchy is not a legitimate resistance. Stealing stuff, burning down people's businesses... Little stores riding in the streets. What's that all about? I would just say this to Taylor Smith, to LeBron James, to Martina, to who else? Kaepernick. It's not happening in your neighborhoods. I don't care what neighborhood you came from. I'm talking about what neighborhood you're in with your own families right now. It's not happening in your neighborhoods. So you may cheer it on or turn away and pretend it's not happening. And you may think you're on a morally superior high ground here. But you'd have a completely different view if this was affecting you directly, this lawlessness. Carson Wentz, burning down these little stores. Imagine if they were burning down stadiums, the rioters and the arsonists. Tell me, what would would, uh, Carson Wentz think about that? Why isn't that just as legitimate? Why isn't it? I'm not encouraging it, by the way. I'm not Kaepernick. And then a reporter trying to play gotcha with the president of the United States. Do you still, you know, criticize what Kaepernick was doing and so forth, and the president wisely just passed on it? Because it's not about news. It's about gotcha. It's another headline. Let's get Trump, Trump, Trump. You know, we have the coronavirus. All the mayhem associated with that, they try to destroy Trump. We've got this, this, uh, this, uh, this killing that took place in Minneapolis, and somehow it's get Trump. This is sick. If there's systemic racism in the Minneapolis Police Department, they have a left-wing Democrat mayor, a Democrat prosecutor, a Democrat attorney general, Keith X, as a matter of fact, a Democrat governor, then what the hell have they done about it? Again, I'm not familiar with that department, but I'm I'm familiar with the constant, there's systemic racism, systemic racism. I'm here to tell you that there's racism in some institutions, no question. There's racism in in the hearts and minds of people, some people, no question. But there's not systemic racism, or this country would be far different than it is. And what you've seen taking place this week with local, state, and federal law enforcement, local, state, and federal prosecutors... Would not be taking place. They're moving as fast as they can, really at warp speed from a uh, justice and a procedural perspective. Because an innocent man, a good man, was killed. And notice how little there is talk about this man. Who is this man? Is he just a vessel through which to play politics? A vessel through which to trash the country? It turns out this man, Mr. Floyd, was a very good man. He believed in law and order. He was a security job, uh, uh, guard. You know, he lost his job as a result of the coronavirus shutdown. He was one of the 40 million people who sought unemployment. He was running out of money. That's why he tried to pass a bad $20 bill. Did you know this? You won't read about this on Mediaite or Media Matters. I don't know where you'll hear about it. This is a good man. This is a man who deserves. Respect, not exploitation from one group or another. This is a man and a family that deserves justice. And I believe and I hope that's exactly what's going to happen. Nobody's trying to cover up anything here. It wouldn't work anyway. I mean, this really is a time for the country to come together and condemn what took place. But then applaud what's taking place in response to it when it comes to law enforcement and prosecutors and, and the various levels of government. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. That's a good thing, isn't it? They didn't need to be prodded or shamed into doing it. They did it. They're doing it. And yet, exploitation we see, media matters, media, who can we try and smear, who can we try and take out? God forbid if you challenge Kaepernick or LeBron James's tweet, they put themselves out in public and they do this stuff. Don't they want a response? And no, this doesn't justify Kaepernick at all, LeBron or the reporter who asked the President of the United States or anybody else who thinks it does. This is a magnificent country. An imperfect country, but a great country. And there's very few countries on the face of the earth that tolerates the diversity that we have and yet embraces liberty. Look what goes on in China. They're slaughtering their Muslims. They're shutting down their churches. They do not tolerate any dissent. Matter of fact, now that I mentioned this, Mr. it wasn't LeBron James one of the guys, and maybe it wasn't him, maybe it was somebody else, defending China? Look, we'll check that out. Charles Barkley, I know, is one of them. But I could be wrong about that, but, and what they were doing to Hong Kong? China is a thoroughly, is run by a thoroughly racist communist regime. Look what China has done to the continent of Africa and the countries there, and they're complaining about it as loudly as they can when it has come to the provision of PPEs and so forth and how they've been used. Awful. But the NBA loves China. At least they did. I'm tired. I'm tired of all the agendas. LeBron was and then took it back. Am I allowed to mention that? I think I can mention that. It's a fact, right? Yes, it's a fact. But this isn't about LeBron. It's not about Mediaite. It's not even about me. It's about justice being done for Mr. Floyd, who, by all accounts, was a good man. Even if he wasn't a good man. This isn't supposed to happen. I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in law and order as long as the law is just. And it is just. You don't get to burn down your neighborhoods as part of the resistance. Then everybody starts burning down neighborhoods. Then everybody starts committing acts of violence because everybody thinks they're right. You destroy the civil society. And by the way, one of the aspects that is crucially important to a civil society is a free press. But by a free press, I don't mean partisan hacks that pretend they're a part of the press. Who try to destroy and try to advance agendas by pretending to be part of the press. You need an honest, free press. Which for the most part, we don't have. I don't need executives at Westwood One or Fox or Simon and Schuster, anywhere else, running interference for me and what I say here. What I say here is carefully thought about before it comes out of my mouth. I do this because I believe in this republic. And I believe in liberty. And I believe in the people of this country. All of them. All of them. And you should be shocked at this point. That the putative nominee of the Democrat Party. Maybe he's done it in the last hour. Has yet to condemn the violence in Minnesota. Or any other city in this country. He has yet to condemn it. Why is it? Why is it? The vast majority of people in these communities, in our inner cities, they don't support violence. They don't support criminal activity. They don't want their stores burned. So why is it that Joe Biden won't speak out against the violence? Why is it that Mediate, rather than obsessing with Trump, doesn't have article after article condemning the violence. You can draw your own conclusions. I'll be right back.
1: So I've
0: been watching these riots around the country. I'm absolutely sickened. I'm sure most of you are. You know, John Locke once said, law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Where there's no law, there's no freedom. You want to let rioters burn down your cities? There goes your freedom. You want to get rid of cops? There goes your freedom. You want to elect Joe Biden? There goes your freedom. As you've heard me say many times, I have a liberty agenda. And at Levin TV, which airs on Blaze TV, you can watch this come to life with our conservative pro-American content that reveres our Constitution and champions our individual freedoms. This is what we do each and every day. And there's never been a better time to check us out. Just go to levintv.com, L E V I N T V.com, and sign up today for a free 30 day trial. That's right, we're going to give you a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows on Blaze TV at no cost to you, but only if you subscribe right now at levintv.com. And it's amazing. If you look at some of the facts here, the NBA has made a fortune and has wanted to make a bigger fortune with games in China, which I guess don't occur right now. And um, LeBron James in particular has made a fortune because of Nike, which has done an enormous amount of business in China. Well, that communist Chinese regime has been slaughtering Muslims. Has been sending dissenters to gulags where they're often tortured. The communist Chinese regime is now enslaving the people in Hong Kong. Can we hear anything from LeBron in the NBA now? How about Steve Kirk? Can we hear from him? How about some consistency? How about some consistency? How about we take a knee when it comes to... You see, there is systemic racism. There is systemic brutality. There is systemic torture and killing. That's what a tyranny looks like, not America. Because even though we're imperfect, even though some terrible things happen in this country to individuals, the system today... Is built to address it. And sometimes it does it well. And sometimes it doesn't. There is no such system in red China. Period. Look. Right now what's going on in Hong Kong. Right now. What's going on in Hong Kong. It is horrific. It's horrible. When you're a moral person you need to have consistency. When you believe in liberty, you need to have consistency. A rule of law, a civil society, these are crucial. They're crucial for weeding out bad cops, protecting the innocent, keeping our streets safe, That's my point. You know, we've talked a lot about why the MRC is essential in the fight against the liberal media. The MRC is one mission, to provide reliable, fact-driven information about the media, because the American people deserve the truth. We don't get the truth from the media today. and We haven't for a very long time. We get opinions. We get distortions. We get propaganda and deception. That's why the MRC is so important. Learn more about this great organization at mrclevin.org, mrclevin.org, Have you noticed that the media are finally covering Tara Reid's sexual assault charges? But in fact, what they're doing now is trashing her, trying to destroy her. And who's been monitoring this the entire time? The MRC. And it was the MRC that came up with the videotape from 1993 in the Larry King show. CNN had it, but they wouldn't reveal it. But the MRC had it because their, their machines were working at the time, and they revealed it, that same media that the MRC has been tracking for 30 years. If you care about this country, and you do, if you care about the truth, and you do, please go to mrclevin.org, M-R-C-L-E-V-I-N.org to learn more about them. That's mrclevin.org. All right, who do we have, Mr. Producer? Yeah. Sirius Satellite and in North Carolina. Go! Hi, Mark. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Thank you.
3: What in the world are you talking about? You're going from one subject to the next tonight. Um, Well, then why the hell did you you even call me? I called you because I want to put my point across. Well, why do I care? And I listen to you every night.
0: I know, but if you're following me, you'll understand the subject I'm going from one to the other. Um, How may I help you, ma'am? Edify us.
3: Okay. On the issue of Mr. Floyd. Okay. First of all, I am um, black, and I live in America, born in America. I do support President Trump, um, although I can't say that out loud, but I said it because I'm on radio. Um, and the thing of it is, President Trump do get a lot of bad publicity. People say things about him. But this issue about Mr. Floyd Evans is not about Trump. It's not about Mr. Barr. It's not about Mr. James. And that uh, I can never say the guy's name, Kaepernick, or whatever his name is. I,
0: I'm going to hold you over because I had to go. I agree with you 100%. That's why I'm pushing back. That's why I'm pushing back at these outlets and others who want to make it about everything but what's going on in the ground. We'll be back with Ann. I'll be right back. It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to the zebra.com. free. You can save up to $670 a year using TheZebra.com. Whatever your economic situation, The Zebra is committed to helping you save. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Go today and start saving at TheZebra.com slash Levin. That's TheZebra.com slash Levin, spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash L-E-V-I-N.
1: suffer fools well. So if you're a fool, don't call 8773813811.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I've been listening unfortunately, to legal analysts on TV speculating. Why was this cop just charged with third-degree murder? Why not 2nd degree? Well, you know, third degree in Minnesota is 25 years max. Second degree is 40 years max. I don't know why, I heard one analyst say. I don't know why. Their own charging document would seem to suggest it ought to be second degree. Well, I'll tell you why now. Because charging document's public. And you can get this part of the charging document at right scoop. The document the prosecutors filed... The medical examiner found that there are, quote, no physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia, asphyxia or strangulation, unquote, but also says police restraint likely contributed to Floyd's death. In other words, according to the medical examiner, Mr. Floyd didn't die from asphyxia or strangulation or traumatic asphyxia. So the prosecutor is charging a level of culpability that he believes he has a chance in which to get a conviction. Now, obviously, the pressure on the throat the prosecutor argues, contributed, if it wasn't the main contributing factor, to his death. But, quote, this is the charging document, not me. No physical findings that support a diagnosis of traumatic asphyxia, asphyxia, I can do this, or strangulation, unquote. But police restraint likely contributed to his death. Now you know why he was charged with third-degree and not second degree. And now you know why you should stop listening to these legal analysts all over cable TV who never have the facts, but always claim to have the answers. This is not an undercharge, as opposed to an overcharge, another phrase they use. This is a charge the prosecutor thinks he can convince a jury to convict. in part due to the medical examiner's report. I know, am I allowed to say these things, Mr. producer, based on the facts here that I just read? I think I can. I think it's all right. America's ready to get back to work, but to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. And with NetSuite, You'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need all in one place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite lets you manage every penny with precision. You'll have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join our 20,000. They have over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as an American, as America reopens for business. Receive your free guide, Seven Actions Businesses Need to Take Now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash levin, netsuite.com levin. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at NetSuite.com slash Levin, that's NetSuite.com slash L-E-V-I-N. This service is like custom-made for right now. Custom-made. NetSuite.com slash L-E-V-I-N, Levin. All right, let's go back to Ann, Southern Pines, North Carolina, Sirius Satellite. Go right ahead, ma'am. You were saying?
3: Um, I was saying that with um, Mr. Floyd, and this issue, I agree with you that the rise are just senseless and um, it's, just, um, it's just not right um, to just take one balanced situation and just multiply it. And I, I um, also was thinking when you mentioned the point about where is the divide. I think um, I can kind of speak a little bit about where the divide is coming in as far as I was assaulted by the police wrongfully. Um, I was in a You were what? I'm, I'm a little
0: hard of hearing. You were what? Say that again.
3: I was physically assaulted by the police. Oh, you were assaulted. Wrongfully, oh. By the police department, mm-hmm. and they caused permanently permanent. I can't say that word sometimes. Permit, um, permanent. Permanent. all right. Injury, yes, permanent um, injuries to my rotary cuff. They broke my hand. Oh, jeez. Um, and I yes, they came in a building, assaulted me for no reason. And it was um, it was about five or six of them. But the issue was, the person that actually broke my rotary cuff was a white officer. But a black officer was present, a Latino officer was present, and a female officer was present, and some others. And um,
0: so, then, did you did you get a lawyer? Anything happen?
3: Um, no, I can still probably. Um, They'll probably do some, I don't think my statute of limitations is up or whatever, but my point is this, that um, all colors was, all races was present in that incident. Mm-hmm. But yet, yeah, all of these guys stuck together when they knew they was wrong, and to cover this up, instead of just saying, we made a mistake, they did the same old thing. She. uh assisted, what,
0: what were you accused of?
3: Um... I wasn't accused of anything. They came in and just...
0: But why, why were they there? Why were they there?
3: I was in the building. They literally came in and assaulted me. Jacked me up, assaulted me, and they didn't leave me no right. But, but
0: what I'm trying to ask you, and what the audience is going to want to know, just as a logical matter, why would five police officers, all races, both genders, come into the office and grab you? What, what, what was it that they were told?
3: This is my point. There Go ahead. are incidents where the police are wrong, and there's no—I don't have an answer to your question mm-hmm. yet. To cover it up, they said she uh, resisted arrest, and they actually took me to the slumber. We did have a good DA who said this is ridiculous, and they did drop the charges and all of that stuff. And so, what I'm saying to you, in in a world um, Yeah, it seems like the police um, don't make mistakes, and it's got to be a logical reason. Sometimes the police do screw up. But the Bible also says, don't be overcome with evil, overcome evil with good. So I'm trying to find the good in that situation of just not just bashing the police or whatever, and I will eventually get a lawyer. I had to go to peace for four months.
0: I'm, I'm starting to lose you. Speak right into the mouthpiece. What? What was the last sentence? I
3: had to go to physical therapy for four months, and I um, got orthopedic doctor still in his care, all of that. But what I wanted to say about what's causing this divide um, with police, with blacks, with police, because I'm black, of course. And the thing of it is, is just when you look at that video, the heartlessness, here's this man putting his um, kneecap in this person's neck, yep. and whether you whether it's right or wrong, if you black, you're going to look and you say, there's that white man with his – another white man with his knee on someone. It, it's going to take you to that level, okay? It's, maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's right. I don't know. But what what is going on with this whole point with this situation here is the fact that what went on with my situation – the officers that's standing there, that's standing there and not one of those guys, the guy that's standing there, to me, when I'm looking at that, reminds me of Tom, my situation. He's not saying, hey, you guys stop because then we're going too far. And that's where black folks are coming from right now. Yes, they need to chill out. No, they don't need to be burned down buildings and all of this. And I'm but, not-
0: but let me just say this, Ann, because... I wanted to give you this time because you actually are a very nice lady. I didn't like you when you started out. Like, what are you doing? Doing, it? Regardless of your race, I, that just annoys me. But as you started to speak, you kind of drew me in here. And so here's what I want to say to you. I am not in a position to tell you or anybody else how to think based on your own life's experiences. I'm not in a position to do that. What I am in a position to say is the justice system is working in this case, that this cop is not going to get away with this, that even when the medical report comes back and says, well, actually, that knee didn't suffocate him. It doesn't matter. It was a contributing factor, and the whole world saw it. And when the system is working and working fast, it needs to be acknowledged it really does because that's a good thing. That's the way we want the system to work, right? Right. And I wish you all yes, the best. And I'm sorry you went through what you had to go through.
3: Yes, and I listen to your show every night.
0: And I want to thank you, Anne. Uh, I don't mean to be an ignoramus, but it happens. Southern Pines is it near any big city?
3: Where um, is that? Southern Pines is um, Southern Pines is near Raleigh, near Aberdeen.
0: Okay, um, Raleigh, I know North where Raleigh, Carolina,
3: is. Aberdeen, that near you.
0: All right, call again. I appreciate it, OK?
3: Okay, you have a good one.:
0: All right, and God bless you. It didn't start out well, but it ended well, because it doesn't matter. When people come in, what are you doing? What are you? Doing? Why are you calling me if you believe that? But uh, on the other hand, it's an important call, isn't it? Let's continue. Tony, Jupiter, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Tony, go, sir. Hello. Yes, sir.
2: Hello, how are you, sir? Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call. Pre-
0: Jupiter, Florida, do you live near Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski?
2: <laughs> I sure hope not, sir. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, sir, uh, again, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to hear your thoughts uh, about a pattern of behavior I've been seeing in law enforcement really over the last uh, five years or so and that is uh, whenever an officer uh, has to use force and the situation, the circumstances are questionable, uh, in the public square they're often regarded as as a bad cop. Uh, That label is applied to them. And then once the judicial process kicks in through discovery of evidence and and a trial, if, if need be, these officers are found not to have committed any legal crime Mm-hmm. And
0: the damage that is, but they're still destroyed. Oh, absolutely! There's yes, a, it's, I, I'm running out of time. Let Let me just tell you this. This again goes back to the media. If we would get some honest reporting and uh, in context applied, we'd have less and less of this. I mean, it's inevitable that you're going to have some of it, right? People have video cameras; they have their iPhones and video, and so forth. And things don't look good in a particular situation. But then it really is the responsibility of a newsroom to keep following up with that because there's discovery. uh, There's evidence that people may not know about. There may be exculpatory evidence for the police officer. Uh, There's a trial process. In other words, the effort to get to the truth. Uh, There's a jury, and you go through all those things. And uh, unfortunately, the media doesn't walk us through any of that. It's hit it hard, drop it. If the outcome isn't as uh, the media want, then it's been an injustice. It's all hype. And you're seeing a lot of hype right now. And I don't mean hype that this is bad. This is bad. But hype, but what I mean, is putting, pushing a political agenda. It really is outrageous. It's outrageous. And, and really for 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 people to be silent or to be even be encouraging violence is sho- it's really shocking. It really is. In the media, in, uh, in, uh, in sports, are they out of their minds? Because it doesn't affect them, I guess. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Do you know what we do at Levin TV on the Blaze TV Network? Well, we give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else. Oh, it's difficult when people call they tell me there are specific situations. How am I to judge? Obviously I can't really judge. But we never did learn why the police showed up there, did we? They just went into the wrong place, is that it? I, I never could understand that but maybe next time Ann, when you call, let me let me let me know that. I'm just curious because I'm, I'm trying to piece it together as I think about it during the break. You know, T-Mobile, $37 a month. Verizon Wireless, 83 bucks a month. Sprint, $92 a month. That is what the average family affords saving a month by switching to Pure Talk USA. Now, if you're looking to cut costs and free up cash on a monthly basis, start with your wireless provider. Pure Talk covers 99% of Americans. Their call center is all based right here in America. And their president and CEO is a U.S. veteran. Not your typical Wall Street exec pulling in $50 million a year. Start saving today. Here's how you do it. Dial pound 250 and say keyword Mark Levin. And you'll get unlimited talk, unlimited text, and one gig of data for tw- just $20 a month. Now, you'll also get 50% off your first month. Stop paying too much to big wireless providers. You heard about all the money you can save each and every month. Switch to Pure Talk today, save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword Mark Levin, pound 250, keyword Mark Levin. That's Pure Talk USA, Simply Smarter Wireless. Let's go to Rick, Miami, Florida, Sirius Satellite, a retired police officer. How are you, sir?
2: A great one. Nice speaking with you. Thank you, Rick. How's it going? Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, well, my opinion is um, they definitely moved fast when it came to firing these officers, but I didn't, don't agree with the mayor asking why, are, why isn't this officer arrested? Typically, officers are relieved of duty. They go through due diligence for the investigation. I understand the process takes longer, but you can't hold officers to the same degree as a regular civilian. You have to ask what a reasonable officer would do, and that's mm-hmm. It, you know, and that's why the riots, you know, they happen, they just don't understand. They want it now. But, of course, the government always moves slow, takes their time doing their investigation. But I,
0: I have to tell you, they moved fast. I mean, they moved faster here than I can ever remember. Uh, I mean, really, in any case that I'm aware of, not that I'm aware of all of them, but really in three and a half days, they, uh, they, they took the police off. They charged them and took him into custody. And as you know, as a retired cop, you've got to do this a little carefully or you'll blow the whole case.
2: Oh, I completely agree with you. They definitely moved faster than usual. I, thought I was saying that they typically will leave the officer of duty, and then they'll go to the step process, the investigation. No, they fired the cops right away, and then you know now they are now the officers being already charged with third degree murder and and uh, manslaughter. And responding to um, people like Ann, who don't understand. Oh, of course, people always assume they never did anything wrong, and that's good to get to the bottom line: is why were they there? Because. People don't understand that there's different types of resistance. If I'm going to arrest you and you pull away from me, that's already resistance. That's that's passively resisting your arrest. So there's active resistance that you're fighting, but then there's also passive resistance. You could be just avoiding arrest. So, and
0: when you're a police officer, you don't really know who you're dealing with or what you're dealing with in the sense of somebody's uh, potential criminal intent or evil. And... Uh, uh, this is why I've told my kids, and I, I follow the same rules. When you're pulled over by a cop, do what the cop tells you to do.
2: Exactly. If, if I place someone un, uh, in handcuffs, sometimes it doesn't have to be under arrest, but let me get the situation, you know, calm down and everything. I'll put you in cancer just for my safety and for your safety, and let's, you know, figure out what's going on here. But people want to already start uh, pulling away, start pushing and screaming. No, right, and,
0: all, and if there's an issue, deal with it after. But in the course of the event... Just comply. All right, Rick, we gotta go. Heartbreak. Take care, my friends. We'll be right back.
2: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
1: deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin
0: you remember when it wasn't that long ago when Americans were protesting against their various state governments they wanted their civil liberties back they wanted their jobs back and they wanted their businesses back they weren't actually burning down anything. And remember how the media hated their guts? Media really suck in this country. They just do. Anyway, Michael Pillsbury with the Hudson Institute, China expert. How are you, sir?
4: Fine, thank you. Sitting well, Michael. in Washington, D.C.
0: What's that? It's good to be there.
4: Sitting here in, sitting here in fancy Georgetown, Washington, D.C.
0: Well, congrats.
4: Progressive liberals.
0: who aren't very progressive. But anyway, the president did a number of things today, and I was thinking nobody better to explain it than you. What did the president do today in response to China exactly?
4: Well, he did two, two kinds of things. One was a series of stinging allegations that will shame China, that they violated two international treaties, one involving Hong Kong, and one involving making unlawful claims in the Pacific for territory which is not theirs, that the UN, uh, the tribunal in The Hague already said this is not a lawful claim. And thirdly, he attacked them using the word instigating, that they have instigated the global pandemic resulting in the loss of one million lives. And he said the world demands an explanation from China for what's happening. This is all in the area of words and stinging allegations. The other area is actions that he took. He took four pretty serious actions. And the combination of the allegations and the actions makes me think this is the end of what used to be called the Kissinger era of U.S.-China relations. Mm -hmm. It's the toughest speech any president has made in 50 years since uh, 1970 before Nixon went to Beijing and started this whole relationship with China. So I'd say it's a pretty big deal.
0: Now, what are some of the things the president has done here with respect to Hong Kong and so forth?
4: Well, with respect to Hong Kong, he is terminating Hong Kong's special status uh, because they're essentially no longer autonomous. This Mm -hmm. is the treaty between the British and the Chinese, which Mrs. Thatcher, Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, negotiated in 1984. It's a very, very long treaty uh, specifying every detail of Hong Kong's autonomy, essentially their freedom. Uh, They can even elect their own executive leader, who doesn't have to be a Communist Party, is not a Communist Party member, or even a resident of mainland China. China's been eroding all these guarantees, and they've even had the nerve, Mark, to say that it's not really a treaty anymore. It was just a historic document to take care of the transition. Mm -hmm. So he's he's changing our approach to Hong Kong. Um, Probably the more significant decision was he's terminating our membership in the World Health Organization effective immediately. And he's going to take the $400 million uh, annual money that went to the WHO uh, and create our own sort of global health system, Uh, to replace its function and to be less under the domination of China or Chinese uh, surrogates. As you know, there's 15 U.N.-specialized agencies. The Chinese are in the process of taking all of them over. They had four of them already. They headed Interpol for a while. Um, The World Bank is one of them. They get about half of all the contracts the World Bank puts out go to Chinese companies. So they've just run wild in the U.N. system. While we were, our previous presidents were ignoring this, so that dropping out of the World Health Organization, and then uh, he, he, making the allegation that the World Health Organization is part of the cover-up with China,
0: did mm-hmm. not
4: alert, not alert the world uh, very early back in December what was really going on.
0: He and my, to yeah, took some other steps too, and one of them, as I understand it, you can clarify it for me and so forth, is. Is really a very important financial step, which is they have companies on our stock market, on our stock exchange, and we've given them a pass in terms of the requirements. Typically, the requirements involve financial disclosures and auditing and cer- certain things. And China has, has in some respects, their companies have gotten a pass. And now, as I understand it, uh, no more pass. They got to follow our accounting requirements. Correct.
4: Yes, that's basically correct. This is the action he took today that could potentially harm China the most, because these companies there's more than 150 of them, uh, on on the three New York exchanges. The capital involved, the total amount of the e- equity in these companies, is more than one trillion dollars. That's with the T. China's total GDP is only 15 trillion, so this is a significant chunk of their GDP coming through our New York markets with, as you say, a pass. The correct word is a waiver that Obama gave in 2013. That Actually, Joe Biden was deeply involved in it. Some of the materials uh, John Solomon has uncovered show that Biden was in charge of these meetings to say that Chinese companies are exempt from auditing or accounting standards that American companies and companies from all the rest of the world have to abide by. So if a Chinese company wants to have fraud and still push its uh, stock, and this is uncovered by an auditor or accountant, it need not be made public by the Chinese or reported to the SEC. So the president said he's starting a review of all that with the intention of stopping it.
0: And what about uh, these students they send to the United States, so-called students, many of whom are spies? What's the president going to do about that?
4: Well, that's another action that he's taking, I think, effective today, that... Graduate students who are here in this country studying science and technology, uh, or advanced uh, engineering, let's say, if they're coming from a Chinese uh, military-related organization back in China, then they either can't come here at all or they have to go home. So no more sort of free research and development in science for military-related graduate students. This is another blow to China. It's hard to know how much they steal through spies, how much they get openly from intimidating our, country, our companies. But this will certainly harm the Chinese access to technology. And frankly, Mark, technology and capital are what the president continues to say. We built China over the last 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. with, our, with our technology and capital. So he's cutting back on at least a small part of those two things.
2: We
0: and still he's right.
4: have almost 400,000 students here
0: from yeah. China. But he's right about that, isn't it? We built China. Yes. And they've stolen we, stuff from we, us left and right.
4: Well, we had the naive hope, and this includes me, when I was working for President Reagan over in the Pentagon. When you were in Department of Justice, yeah, we had a weapons sales program to China. President Reagan encouraged and was quite enthusiastic about selling weapons to China. We also cooperated with them with them through the CIA in various programs in Afghanistan.
0: But wasn't that when we were still using China, to some extent, to, uh, uh, to balance off against the Soviet Union, because Reagan was so focused on destroying the Soviet Union?
4: Yes, it wasn't just balance off. It was to take joint steps, Chinese-American yeah. joint actions against the Soviet Union to really hurt them. Mm-hmm. And that succeeded. Mm-hmm. But we didn't realize that the Chinese would see us as their op- other obstacle mm-hmm. to global hegemony and turn on us later on. In some ways, it's like the terrorists in uh, Afghanistan and Pakistan, who we, they were our allies against the Soviets. Mm-hmm. We gave them weapons. And then uh, after the Soviets withdrew from Afghanistan, this bunch turned against us and became the foundation of al-Qaeda. So international politics is pretty ruthless. And the Chinese have been very good players taking advantage of America up until President Trump.
0: You know, what the Chinese regime is doing to Hong Kong really it leaves a pit in my stomach. This was the freest uh, democracy, I mean, even in many respects freer than ours, on this tiny little spot of an island, uh, enormously successful capitalist society, a financial center for much of the world, certainly in the Pacific. Um, These are people who are used to freedom. And look at how they're conquering these people. It is horrific to watch this.
4: Well, the president spoke specifically about this that Hong Kong was the vision of the future for China, one of the finest cities or political systems in the world. After all, this is all crafted by Margaret Thatcher. So in my mm-hmm. mind, anything she did is pretty good. But the Chinese are basically uh, backing out of the deal, and the president used the word treaty today. They are violating this treaty that the British and Chinese made back in 25, not 25 years ago. Now, the treaty still has another 27 years to run. So, if the Chinese abided by it, then Hong Kong would still be free and autonomous. It's not exactly independent, it's part of China, but massive freedom.
0: Now, the president's doing these things. What else could be done to counter China? I mean, you look at Hong Kong, you look at the South China Sea, you look at they're building these carriers that they're going to plop into the South China Sea within the next few years. Uh, without going all over the globe right now, what else? What else can we do? Because I, what I'm reading now is they try all these war games the Pentagon does, and they say, "Wait a minute, we lose every damn one of them in the Pacific." So what? We, what should we do?
4: Well, I would say the president is working on that. He issued a, a strategic approach document last week, which is posted on the White House website. I highly recommend it. It's called the President's Strategic Approach to China. It sets out a new strategy. It's not based very much on trust or cooperation or uh, delusional ideas that existed over the last 40 years or so. It's based on a much uh, more harsh approach of competition with China. And it has a military section, talks about what commerce has been doing to uh, against Huawei and these Chinese uh, state-owned enterprises. It's quite a comprehensive strategy, 16 pages long, um, I think that will require additional steps. I don't think today's – actually, I spoke to the president a couple hours ago. Uh, he's quite pleased with this as a as a step, but he he knows there's many more steps he has to be taking in the future to deal with the challenge of China.
0: I don't think people realize, because of the horrific media we have in this country, what a serious, thoughtful man this president is. And he he sees, he's seeing the future, he's seeing that he is the one who's left with the responsibility to confront this regime. Isn't that your sense when you talk to him? Well, he's written 14 books, and
4: admittedly some of them have co-authors, but at least three of them deal with China. There's a section on China in his most recent book in 2015 where he talks about good China, bad China. He lists the features of good China. He says, this is the China we want, but we're faced with bad China now. And we have to move them in in the right direction. And then he lists one of his te- techniques he will be using, he says, if he gets the chance as president. Uh, this is five years ago. He says he will be unpredictable because the Chinese are the best negotiators in the world, so he needs leverage on them. Mm-hmm. I thought that's pretty pretty insightful for a businessman up in New York who hadn't even decided to run for president yet when he put this book out.
0: My grave concern Michael Pillsbury, and I'm quite serious about this, is a Biden presidency. Uh, You see Obama, Biden really didn't take China very seriously. Biden has said things not not that long ago where he basically has a mindset that China is not a big deal. It's not a problem. Are you concerned about this?
4: Yeah, very much. I know some of the advisors around Biden, and they are pretty good. Uh, they, they sort of see things the same way President Trump does in terms of China almost surpassing us uh, to assume world leadership sometime in the next few years. But they tell me, and I'm not going to give their names, of course, but they apply to me that Joe Biden has his own separate view of China. He made a famous speech in Australia where he said he, he was the best friend of Xi Jinping and had spent the most hours with Xi Jinping of any leader in the world. So some people suspect this is, This has something to do with Hunter Biden and their trip together on Air Force Two to China in 2013. Others say, no, Biden just has a soft spot in his heart for China and actually patronizes them. He can't believe they could be as strong as us. This is a comment he keeps making. Come on, man, you know, the Chinese are not a threat to us or trying to surpass us. It's a very wrong uh, attitude, and he seems to have it in a very personal basis. His advisors don't seem to share this view.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm very, very concerned about it, because if I'm a Xi, God forbid, but if I'm Xi, I'm rooting for Biden against Trump. Don't you think that's about the way it breaks out?
4: Uh, The Chinese have been pretty public about it. There were several articles just last month talking about the progressive left and and their supporters as being China's only hope, uh, in part because of the toughness of Donald Trump. They see Biden as the answer.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Michael, you've been terrific as usual. Thank you for edifying us, sir. That's Michael Pillsbury. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Mark. All right, God bless. We'll be right back.
4: Mark
1: in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. Maybe now uh, those who are quiet in the face of violence, or worse, will speak out. In Atlanta, CNN is under attack. Isn't that correct, Mr. Bidusa? That's their headquarters. It's appalling. And also, this just in, White House goes on lockdown after protest erupts nearby. The White House went into lockdown tonight. As protests over the death of George Floyd raged nearby, according to reporters who said they were in the building at the time. Peter Alexander, NBC News correspondent on Twitter, that he was on lockdown, was. Inside the building, as protests raged in the building's vicinity, I think Lafayette Park, just outside the White House. Now, a number of these protesters have shirts or signs saying Black Lives Matter. So you have this going on outside the White House. You have an attack on CNN. I don't know what else you would call it. In Atlanta, Georgia. You have efforts in other cities. Now, some of this, no doubt, is happening by people that are just happening. But I'm going to tell you something. Some of this is obviously highly organized. Highly organized. Because we're four days later highly organized, probably on social media, through the Internet, and so forth. Uh, But we're starting to see these organizations that we've seen before, Black Lives Matter, I wouldn't be surprised if Antifa's not involved, and so forth and so on. This is why I tried to explain, but obviously they're slow learners at Media Matters and Mediaite and these other operations. Don't encourage violence. Don't dismiss violence. Don't be silenced silent in the face of violence, and don't attack those of us who understand the difference between charging and prosecuting a bad cop and violence. They're two different things. And it is amazing to me that Joe Biden still, the putative nominee of the Democrat Party, hasn't said a thing. In fact, most Democrats haven't said a thing. And I'm not making it political. I'm observing it. I'm observing it. And why are they either non plus by this or ambiguous? So I'm just pointing this out. And I will say there's another thing that's likely involved in this too. When you tell people to stay at home for two months... Some people, white, black, doesn't matter. Just people. Psychological, they can't handle it. And so a spark goes off and they go off too. But I suspect a lot of this, not all of it, that a lot of it is organized. It just seems a little too neatly fitting into a package here as far as I'm concerned. But this attack on CNN, and I despise CNN, is appalling. And that the White House was or is in some kind of lockdown, that tells you what you're up against. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we, constitutional conservatives, care about. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin
1: Show is on at 877-381-3811.
0: This is uh, Breaking 9-11 Twitter site. CNN headquarters in Atlanta is being destroyed. Massive police presence. This is what happens. Mediaite and Media Matters and CNN and Kaepernick, and LeBron James. This is what happens when the civil society begins to unravel. This is what happens when events are exploited. This is what happens when people lose complete faith in the justice system. When the justice system is doing exactly what it was supposed to do. The prosecutor in the case, a Democrat local in Minneapolis... His house has been surrounded by protesters. You can't tell me this isn't organized. It's almost organized like a paramilitary operation. The same media that got its jollies trashing law-abiding Americans a few weeks back who were protesting for their civil liberties, for their businesses, for their jobs, the same media mocked them. Mock them. That's why it's always important to consistently defend civil liberties. To consistently defend a just rule of law. To consistently reject openly and loudly violence. Violence. You've got people who are actually talking about overthrowing the country. Overthrowing The system. We make cultural icons out of them. Like Kaepernick. And others feel they must fall in line. Like Carson Wentz. As the mob gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I know history. You know history. And the media never think. The media never think it's going to ricochet and hit them. And now look at CNN in Atlanta. Now rioters are clashing with police in Atlanta. You think cops like bad cops? You think they enjoy this? Now their lives are on the line, one city after another. Several years of attacking our institutions, of attacking law enforcement, of taking an outrageous case and smearing all cops. This is the consequence. Several years of undermining faith in the highest office of this country. Calling a president Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini. Rather than focusing on the needs of the country. Tearing this country apart, day in and day out on television. Day in and day out in the halls of Congress. It has an effect on the psyche of the country. And these news people so-called, and these politicians so-called, and these athletes and Hollywood, they think they're exempted. No, 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 no. When anarchy reigns, everybody's the target. Everybody, everybody, everybody is the enemy. If you have more money than the next guy, you live in a different neighborhood than the next guy, you have a business they don't like, you have political views they don't like, they being the anarchists. This is what happens. You want to lionize demagogues? You want to lionize demagogues? The media? You want to disrespect the system, our institutions? New York Times? You want to undermine our founding principles, which are magnificent, New York Times? And push into our schools the attitude that this nation is a bastard nation? That everyone has slavery in their DNA, a pro slavery position, particularly one part of the population, that the nation was founded in slavery. You want to lie and destroy the nation from within? Well, you're doing a hell of a good job of it. The justice system is working in this case, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And while this is going on inside the country, I told you about the Democrat Party the first day I came back this week. I told you that it's been devoured by the radical left. I told you they're at war within the country, the fifth column, and they are. Meanwhile, our enemies are looking at this. Xi, why do you think he's moving on Hong Kong? What's next? you got to watch very, very carefully what's taking place here. Very carefully. When these cable channels, particularly MSNBC and CNN, put the most outrageous people on their shows, saying the most contemptible things about our country, day in and day out, It has consequences. Consequences. It's a damn shame, really. It's a damn shame. I'm continuing, we are continuing to monitor this. uh, These various reports that are coming in. Um, And, uh, see here if there's anything new just give me a second as i as i take in all the new information that's taking place here so as this grows becomes more and more difficult to contain you know when you really think about it a police force in a city is not very big it's not very big at all You know, I was very young, but I lived through those 1960s and I saw those riots. And most cities have not recovered from that. So Mark dared to question Kaepernick, that's correct. Or LeBron James, that's correct. Or take on mediaite. that's correct. Or take on media matters, that's correct. Mark dared to take on the New York Times and challenge them on their 1619 project. That's correct. You keep trashing the country from within. You keep trashing our Constitution from within. You keep trashing the criminal justice system from within. And you become propagandists, actually worse, demagogues in the media. For anti-Americanism. Then you get anti-Americanism. That's what you get. You're so obsessed with the Fox News channel. So obsessed with me and talk radio. So obsessed with trashing the president. Day in and day out. With your fantasies. With your picadillos. You don't understand what you're doing to the country. Or maybe you do. I'm sure your ratings will go up now. If you tell people day in and day out that the system is irredeemable. If you tell people day in and day out, this is a nation born in slavery and there's not a damn thing we can do about it. If you tell the nation day in and day out that the Constitution was written by slaveholders, so what the hell? if you tell them day in and day out you have an illegitimate president, that you have a a racist system and criminal justice system, that the cops are bad, that the military is bad, you keep pushing that propaganda and you push the nation over the brink. I don't know that we're there yet, but we're getting damn close. Damn close. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over two million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. See the targets here: the Ohio State House, CNN, um, even the White House to some extent, and other places. Some of it is uh, uh, obviously unplanned, but some of it's quite planned. And we've had these far-left Marxist organizations now, and also these uh, anti-American organizations. And they play into this stuff. And they're extremely well organized. Uh, so there's that going on. Plus, you have people who are just angry, who are not part of any organization. But I just want you to know, this is why I constantly talk about the civil society, the rule of law, justice, law and so civil... on. Uh, and even tonight, when I started the first hour... I have to defend myself against these hard left websites. And so it's really, it's really treacherous. It's treacherous. It's, it's fascistic. Inflammatory rhetoric by cultural icons. Constant, unrelenting attack on the American system by so-called journalists and the most radical guests they can think of to promote have contributed mightily to this. Mightily to this. Every Friday, and we're going to keep doing it, in honor of you, the American people... Well, there looks to be a very significant National Guard presence in Minneapolis, and that may be what it takes in many of these areas to put down this anarchy. And that's what it is, and to keep the American people of all races, creeds, and colors safe. Just remember how magnificent this country really is. It truly is. And I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being with me. Have a wonderful weekend. And I'm just going to say goodnight tonight to my little buddy, Barney. See you next week. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.